Fences, made to keep certain things in, and other things out. To keep the wild animals wild, and the tame animals tame. But which are we? Hello and welcome to the Feral Christian Podcast, where the modern church, biblical accuracy, the Holy Spirit, and human personalities collide, and we try to make some sense of it. My name is Eric Jackson, and today we're asking the question, what is a pastor? We're, we're going through Ephesians chapter 4 because I, I believe, and I've heard from other people, that this is one of the most misunderstood ideas that the Scripture lays out pretty clearly that we as the church in America have just decided uh, we don't really want to do it that way. And so we're taking the time to break it down and look at it and see where we have some misunderstandings. But, you know, also in, in my heart, I, I'm just so passionate about each Christian living out what they're called to live out. I mean, that is what a feral Christian is, is someone who acts in a way that's appropriate for their species to act. And, and we as Christians, are we acting in a way that's appropriate for the Christian species to act? And I believe that you cannot do that unless you understand where you fit what your passion is, and feel free and celebrated to pursue that and to do the thing that you were made to do. And so as we're, we're talking about all of these, the, the five-fold ministry that's laid out in Ephesians chapter 4 is to, to see, okay, where do I fit? And there's probably going to be a couple of these that you fit into, and that's good, but I don't want you to listen to it just thinking, well, this doesn't seem like the one that I fit into, so I'm going to skip it. Because we also need to respect and understand and celebrate um, the, the callings that we don't have so we can call them out in other people and celebrate them in other people. Because as I've been saying in the past few episodes, I don't believe the church in America is going to get where it needs to be until we start to not not just tolerate differences and variations and those things, but truly celebrate them. And, and I think of it like a football team. You know, if you look at a cornerback, that's someone who, who covers wide receivers, um, they're usually not very good at tackling. Some of them are, but for the most part, they usually aren't. And, and that's not something most of them like to do. They want to run fast. They want to cover receivers, knock down passes, make interceptions. They don't want to have to be making a bunch of tackles. And so, when they can look at like a linebacker who loves to tackle, is good at it, that cornerback should celebrate it and should encourage it because the more tackles that linebacker makes, the less the cornerback has to make. And, and this has been something I've been pushing for a while now is it's for all of our best interests to celebrate when people are different than us, because that means they're probably willing and ready to do the things that we don't really want to do. And so that is kind of the, the core of why I'm, I'm doing this and walking it through is clarify misunderstandings and, and misdefinitions. It's a huge problem in the church. Um, we, we take words that are in the Bible and we just simply redefine them in a way that works for us. And we can't do that. We lose all of our power when we do that. We have to actually 
allow the definition to be what God wanted it to be. But also to to let each person listening understand that they they fit in one of these and and they have a, a, a passion to do something and they need to be doing it. That's the only way you can be a feral Christian is if you understand who you are and what you're here to do and you're doing it. But also so that we can look at, celebrate, and call out the the differences in each other. So again, I encourage you, if you start to listen to one of these, and we're going to go through all of them and say, well, that's not me, don't just skip it. Listen to it so that you can appreciate and call out the people around you who this is their calling. And so, uh, we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 4, and, and I'm just going to read this through again. Uh, it says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And that is just so important to understand. You can't show the fullness of Christ without people different than you. You know, that's it's such a core teaching in the Bible that that we seem to have forgotten. And I know I've been guilty of it too, where it's like, I just want to surround myself with people who are just like me, who think like me, who have the same passions and ideas as me. And as long as we're doing that, we, we can never show the fullness of Christ because we need other people who, who take on different attributes and, and look different than us because Christ is so big there needs to be different different people. And that's why we're doing this. And, and that's why this is just so important. And, and last week, we looked at kind of the step one, the evangelist. Um, I said that evangelists are, are they're people who want to bring the lost from seeking to seeing. You know, the Holy Spirit is convicting people. And, and there's, there's people out there that are lost and, and, you know, whether you want to call them Zacchaeuses or what, and they, they're, they're just, they kind of want to know and, and they've been stirred. And, and the evangelist is someone who has just a passion to be that light and that salt to say, hey, if someone is seeking, I want them to see who Christ is. And, and it's such a, a, a major part of the mission of the church. And, and, and they're people that we need to absolutely celebrate. But today we're going to talk about probably the most misunderstood of the fivefold. And it's personal to me because, you know, it's the title that I have. And it's the pastor. Um, I think out of all of, oh man, I don't know. There's a couple. I'm probably going to say that for all of them. That's the most misunderstood because I think a lot of these are. But but. I think you're going to be really surprised as as I kind of walk through just the biblical definition of a pastor, how different it is than what you probably thought. Um, because we've made it into a title, um, a position where that is not really what it has ever been in the Bible. Um, you know, we've kind of combined a few different things in, in the New Testament. You, you know, so when you think of a pastor, that's what you think of someone in charge of a church, um, the person who preaches. And it is it is really different than what the Bible lays it out as. It, we've kind of combined um, 
you know, the, the Bible uses the word overseer a lot, which, which kind of just means someone who, who visits the different churches. So, you know, there is an idea of there being someone over uh, a, a group of people. You know, the idea that, hey, if there's there's a bunch of Christians meeting together, um, you know, there should be not just kind of the deacons and the elders who make decisions, but but someone who who drops in and, and makes sure that things are going well and, and, and oversees it and can help out if there's issues. You know, a lot of times in the New Testament, that was just the apostles. You know, the people who would plant the churches, they would have several churches that they were the overseer of. And so we've kind of taken that and melded it with what the Bible says a pastor is to morph it into this position slash title um, that can be really confusing. And so, if you simply just look at the word pastor as it's listed in Ephesians chapter 4, it's, it's shepherd. So, nothing real crazy there. I think most of us know that, that that's what a pastor is, is a shepherd. And, and even the word shepherd if you break that down, it's it's the one who leads the sheep to eat, you know. And, and again, that's probably not a surprise because if you go back to even Jesus and his conversations with Peter, he's saying, feed my sheep. Um, but what's really interesting is, is the idea of feeding sheep. Um, is it's it's about bringing them to the right place. Th- that was the shepherd's job. You know, the shepherd was not pulling grass out of the ground and shoving it into a sheep's face. You know, it was the sheep's job to eat, but the the shepherd's job was to understand where he had to get the sheep to and how to keep the sheep together and lead them to a place where where they could eat. And and that's the biggest thing I want to say right off the bat that I think, you know, the reality is right now we are in uh, a horrifying season of pastor burnout. And and I, I think if you took even 10 to 30 seconds to research it, um, the rate of suicides among pastors that would be considered wildly successful, these are the mega church pastors, these are the pastors that have made it, um, the, the rate of suicide, um, the rate of burnout, um, this thing that we have created, this title and this position of pastor, um, there's, there's something flawed in it because we're, we're seeing some really scary, uh, I guess, just results of, of, of people trying to be something that I don't think the Bible lays out. Because I think one of the things that we've, we've put on our pastors is that they need to make sure that the sheep are eating. It's, if the sheep aren't eating, it's, it's the pastor's fault. Whereas even in the very definition of the word shepherd, it's, it's, it's someone who just guides to a place where food is available. It has always been the sheep's job to eat. And I think that weight weighs very, very heavy on on pastors. And I think the other thing is that if you look at Ephesians chapter 4, as well as in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where you've got some different places that talk about all of the different parts of the church, um, the wording is that there would be several of these. Um, there's only one chief shepherd, the Bible says. Um, but 
in a congregation, the idea is that there should be several people who are helping guide to the right place. Um, and so the fact that we have kind of combined the idea of the overseer as well as the shepherd, um, we have really put a lot of pressure on just one person, which is clearly, if you read Ephesians chapter 4, not how it was designed. It was designed for there to be multiple people that, that are all working together doing different jobs. And, and even the overseer, again, that word is visitor. Um, the overseer is not, was never meant to be the person who's doing everything. And, and I think most of us who have gone to church most of our life can understand that there, there's a problem with that expectation of, of the pastor just being responsible for all those things. And I think that's why we're seeing this, this burnout. And, and, you know, I think for a lot of you guys, you might say, well, well, my church is different. If you go to church, I know there's a lot of people who listen to this who um, don't feel like there's a church where they, they belong yet. And so I want to call you guys out and say I'm happy that you're listening. Um, and, and even if this is a place where you can start to feel some hope, that you have a place to have a walk with God, even if you have not ever felt at home in a church before, I just want to let you know I'm glad you're listening. Um, if you have questions, email me. I'll try my best to answer them, um, thepharaohchristian at gmail.com. But we're glad that you're here. But for some of you who go to church might say, well, my church doesn't operate that way. And, and I would even say I'm really blessed as a, as a pastor because um, I have people who care and are, are always trying to walk alongside me. Um, and so it, it might not be everybody, but I think most of us would agree that there's, there's an issue. Um, you know, even just the fact that a lot of people who are missionaries, which I, I think most of us would clearly say that's an evangelist, um, they they take on the title of pastor because we, we've we've kind of created this weird title that just means you know someone who's in charge and um, and I think that 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 really messes with how things go because I think there's people who are called to oversee a congregation where um, you know maybe they are much more of an evangelist and, and they need some more help on some other things. And, and um, when, when we start combining words and changing definitions, things get really, really scary pretty fast. And so with this idea of a pastor, what I want to encourage each of you as is that you might be called to be a shepherd without being called to have a title of pastor and be in charge of a church. Um, this is one of the things I've seen very consistently where people are frustrated, is they have the heart of a shepherd, but they don't feel called to be in full-time ministry or to give a sermon on Sundays. I mean, that's the funny thing is, you know, next week we're going to look at, at the teaching calling. And it's funny because when you look at what a shepherd is meant to do, really the idea of preaching, it doesn't necessarily connect. And I think there's a lot of people who they feel this call. They want to walk alongside people. They want to help people and meet needs and, and hold people's hands and lift them up. 
and and all of these things. But the idea of running a church or the idea of of giving a sermon on Sunday is like, well, no, I don't want to do that. So there's this frustration, and and that's what happens when we redefine words is it leads to a ton of frustration. And and I see this in a lot of people. And one of my main messages to anyone listening to this podcast is that there is a place for shepherds who are not overseers of a church, who aren't giving messages on Sundays. The, the, the vision is that in a local body, there would be many, many shepherds. There's, there's many people, and, and, and that's what, yes, there's an overseer who's, you know, steering the, the ship, you know, there's this idea of, of, of you know, that's the word administration in 1 Corinthians 12. It, it breaks down to steering a ship. And, and that, that would be more of the overseer, right? You've got this big ship and, and you're steering it. But the idea of a shepherd is, is that now you're getting down to individual people. Now you're talking about, you know, three or four families that need someone in their life to help steer them in the right direction. And we need people who aren't called to full-time ministry, who aren't called to give sermons on Sunday, who, who know that they're able to step into that role and, and hold people's hands and lead them in a good direction and be there to walk alongside of them. And that's a calling. And you don't need to be the overseer of a church. You don't need to give sermons to do that. In fact, I would say 98% of pastors would love to have more people step into those roles to say, hey, I want to look around for a handful of people that I can just pour into, that I can walk alongside, because I want to bring them from seeing to tasting. And that's a huge, huge step. And that's where the pastor fits in, is is the evangelist takes them from seeking to seeing, which is a big step. But they have to taste, and that's what a shepherd does. Is again, you're not shoving food in their mouth. You're, they have to eat, but you're bringing them to a place where they can do that. And that's where caring for people, helping to meet their needs, sitting and just listening to them and talking to them. We need so much more of this. I would say the church in the past, you know, 15 to 20 years has really focused on evangelism. Let's how many people raised their hands at church? How many baptisms have we had? But we have not really kept track of how many people have have tasted, how many people have been led to green pastures and have been able to just dig in and eat. And we need pastors. And, and it can't just be one person. You know, yes, you, you're going to have a person over your church who's steering the ship. But, but you need many people who are, who are willing to take on a handful of others that are young, that, that have seen, but, but need to be led to those green pastures. And I think that we have people just frustrated saying, I feel called to this, but I don't feel free to do it. And that's, again, what this podcast is all about. The Feral Christian Podcast is, is to free people to push past the fence. And if you have felt like there's just been a fence of, well, you, you need to get you know ordained 
and you need to be able to give a sermon on Sunday and you need to be able to, you know, know how to lead a 501c or whatever it's called in order to be a shepherd. I'm here to say you don't. There, there should be many shepherds in, in your congregation and there should be many people who are able to help lead um, young Christians or even mature Christians that are just going through a hard time who are, who are able to just throw their arms around them and just walk with them in a good direction. And we need more of that in the body of Christ. And, and, and especially if you look at like an average church in this country, we're lacking this. We're lacking the, the people who, who are saying, I'm going to walk alongside you. I'm, I'm a shepherd. Because I think we have glorified the title and that's going to be a, a consistent theme throughout the fivefold ministry is when he says God gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers, he's not talking about titles. He's talking about a call and a gift and the ability and the passion. And to me, we, instead of honoring and celebrating the call, we have honored and celebrated the title. And the title of pastor is incredibly intimidating. And especially for the people who are truly called, like that's, that's the, not funny, but I guess kind of funny thing about it is the type of person who is called to be a shepherd is probably going to be intimidated by the title pastor. And the people who are really drawn and, and are jealous for and, and want the title of pastor, what we've made that title, are probably not people who are naturally going to be drawn to just humbly walking alongside people, listening to their hurts, uh, putting their arm around them and, and, and slowly guiding them to green pastures. And so this is something we need to get changed in the Church of America if we want to start to have healthy, healthy churches, is we need people who are called to be shepherds, to be freed without any sort of big title, but understand that this is an incredibly valuable call that is needed and that if we can't bring people from seeing to tasting, we are going to be a weak body, that that is such a huge jump and it can't be just one person at the top who's doing it. You need to have multiple people in, in every church who are willing and able to do this. And so this is part two of this, this topic of the fivefold ministry. Just what is a pastor? Are you a pastor? Again, not a title, but are you someone who is called to walk alongside people and help just direct them to really green pastures? Are you someone that loves to just listen, hear people's hearts, meet some needs, lift them up, put your arms around them? Are you called to do that? Because if you are, you do not need to lead a church to do that. You do not need to give a sermon on Sunday. You, you can start living out that call right now. In fact, I would promise you that your church would be stronger if you did. Because once people start tasting that's when everything changes. We need evangelists. We need people to do that. 
but we can't just leave people at tasting, or at seeing, excuse me. We have to bring them to tasting. And that's where shepherds come in. And so I hope that this is encouraging to you. I, w- I want to thank you guys for sharing this, for reviewing this and subscribing. Every single week we're having new people come in. And this is so exciting for me because this was the vision of this is I knew there was a lot of people who f- want a relationship with God, who who have tasted God's goodness, but they, they don't feel like they have a place at, in, in a local body and they're frustrated and can this be a place where, where they can be connected to others and be encouraged to keep chasing, uh, to, to keep pursuing that relationship? And so if you guys can continue to do that, I'd really appreciate that. Sharing this on social media, uh, subscribing, all of those things, it helps to get this out to more people. And that's the goal. So remember to test some fences in your life. And do everything you can to possess the land that God is calling you to possess. Until next time. What if I told you that on the other side of these fences, there is land where the Pauls and the Timothys used to walk? That just beyond these fences of church pews, traditions, and rules, there are forests that we once owned that right past the that's just how it's done's and just do what you're told's lay a place where we can regain what we've lost. Our strength, our senses, our power, the ability to live the way we were always meant to live. What if they're all still there, waiting for us? Just beyond the fence. <laughs>